Welcome to our official second episode of Who Are We To Judge? A podcast where we would be sharing all our thoughts, our feels, uh, opinions, and we will be sharing all our more personal lives. Three people will be saying allegedly a lot. And we just hope you enjoy where we brought our WhatsApp group out into the podcast world. Today, we will be covering Sweet Bobby. We like a scam. We like a Dear John situation. We want to break it down big time, especially from Indian perspective. So, Shital, I'm going to punt it to you now. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Maryam. Okay, so let's talk about Sweet Bobby. So, we actually listened to the podcast about two weeks ago, and we were all just blown away by it, and we thought that we had to cover it on the podcast. Sweet Bobby is a true crime podcast that tells the story of uh, a British woman called Kira Asi, who was catfished for 10 years by someone she thought was her boyfriend. Uh, The catfisher went by the name was Bobby, and he used social media to manipulate Kira and, you know, basically just control her life. Over the span of 10 years, Bobby managed to isolate Kira from her friends and even family. Mm-hmm. And he convinced her to do things that she would never have done otherwise. If you listen to the podcast and you listen to Kira, you'll actually realize that she was such a happy, buoyant, upbeat person. And <clears throat> even now, when you hear her, you know, relate the story and talk about her experience, she just seems like such a good person, you know? Anyway, eventually, Kiran began to suspect that something was wrong, and she hired a private investigator who eventually uncovered the truth about Bobby. But, you know, Sweet Bobby is a story about how powerful manipulation can be and just how easy it is for any of us to find ourselves in such a situation. Like, we may think that we're above it, but then you listen to how how much of a slow burn it was that took her down this journey. And, you know, you eventually walk away thinking, I mean, this could yeah, this could easily happen to any of us. This could easily have happened to me. So it's such a fascinating and thought-provoking listen that I recommend it to anyone. I recommend it to every single person listening to our podcast. It, yeah, it's like a cautionary tale. Yeah. Just jump in one sec, because the one of the main things about Sweet Bobby is that there is someone... There is a real Bobby. So it, that. Well, yeah, but I don't want to get too deep into that. So, okay, okay one second. Um, so all our spoilers and. Oh, y'all spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, that's what we're going to have a spoiler filled discussion about it. So I just want to say that if you haven't heard Sweet Bobby, stop listening to us right now. Go listen to the podcast in its entirety and then come back for us to talk about it. Because honestly, I mean, there's no way that we can discuss the podcast without. Uh, diving into spoilers so my little intro was spoiler free but really like i mean if you like true crime if you like mystery if you like any of these genres stop listening now go and we're gonna start talking about spoilers now and honestly even if you think you've seen it all like i like we've like between us we've seen it all we've seen all of the true yeah. documentaries like i feel like i don't think shock me anymore like i would have been like right okay interesting nice nice okay yeah this one it was it's like the movie saw if you've seen it when the guy was there all along lying on the floor and it was the murderer and then it stand he stands up or it because it's like a a creature person at the at the end of the movie it was that kind of shock it was it was an amazing twist and should we just start talking about it should we just delve into the twist because the reason that i was so shocked about it was because 
she just doesn't fit the profile of a catfisher. You know, you think that it was a male. It's just that simple. Like for me, I just go to criminal male. That's it. Yeah. Now, the part where they show catfish, yeah, the oh, the catfish people who would catfish were lonely, homely women that lived in almost up nowhere, USA. Because I used to watch that after the documentary came out and he got the show on MTV, and they would pretend to either be hotter women, like they would steal someone else's profile picture, or even with being a man, and they're confused about their stuff. So the different. So there's so many layers to this one, and I'm still like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's sunk in. I like, I, I, I'm bursting inside so I, <laughs> because there's so many layers. Number one, the fact that this there is a real person named Bobby, so it's not like just they're they're like pretending and taking on real information of Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is, is there usually a real person when you're catfishing, or so they might? So what they do is what I've seen from the ship. MTV's catfish is that a lot of the times they create a profile. Mm-hmm. So I take your picture and I pr- create a profile on Facebook, but I don't put Sarah. I say I am Jennifer, right? And live in Marbella and I'm this, this. They create a whole fictional world and you as the face of it. This one was so sophisticated because the other layers of it where I, why I'm, I feel like it hits close to home is because the cultural aspect of it. It's like the particular Indian slash uh, East African Indian like community that are this type. Okay. I found out in one phone call, someone who knows this girl. Okay. That's how quickly. Oh my God. Are you serious? I had to, I couldn't, st- I couldn't sleep. I was like, I bet you that because they're sick. They are now low in, in they're in South London and they immigrated from Kenya. I know. I know those people. Once even oh, wow. crazier of like how did she get away with it? So okay, so the layer the, that it's a real person. The other layer was there were certain things where if I know if I meet someone and they're your friend, there's immediately gonna be a some trust, right? If yeah, someone from my community, my tribe, my parents know his parents. They immigrated yeah. from India together to the yeah. Kenya, and then they all came to London. There is this like. She took in of every little like layer. Like why? So there is this person. You ask your mom, yeah, I know the family. I know Bobby's parents. Such a good point because I feel like I'm from Cairo. There are 20 million people last time I checked. And I feel like if I meet someone tomorrow and they're from Cairo, even if there are 20 million people there, I would still be able to be like, which school does you connect and find someone that knows someone that knows someone. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Even if you didn't, wouldn't you feel this instant kinship towards them? Like, just your your barriers go down, like, immediately. Absolutely. I know that um, a lot of victims of crime, especially when it's shared as a true crime on documentaries and podcasts, like, the victims' families and the victims are like, why are you glorifying the perpetrator? Why are you glorifying... I think it's not like, oh, I'm trying to glorify the perpetrator. It's, I am so fucking fascinated with her. I went down a rabbit hole. This girl still is living her life. Okay. The perpetrator. Like, run. Yes. Her family is well connected. That's why there's also a kind of a class, class, class with the family. I mean, there was just so, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like, <laughs> like I, 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 feel like, wait, I actually searched for Simran on LinkedIn. 
uh, but I couldn't find her. I think she's turned off her LinkedIn profile. I think this is uh, resurfaced. Oh, okay. So it wasn't because of the investigator, the last, so it was big apparently in December, November, Mm. quieted down. And then now it's picked back up because of like, she was able to open the case and all the stuff that had to go to court. They had to um, go through negotiations and all this stuff. So there's a whole legal side of it. There is technically nothing illegal that what this girl did to this. Yeah, that's the important, right? Just because it's not illegal or just because it's, I mean, doesn't mean that it's wrong. It isn't wrong. And I kind of change. So they're trying to change laws even. That's exactly what I was about to say, that the laws haven't caught up with the online world that we live in. For me, what struck me the most, besides the unbelievable story and the shock factor and all of that, is also the way that it was produced and delivered, the journalistic work. Yeah. Production was done in a way that was so dignified and such high quality that it keeps you going, but you almost feel like you're not, like when you're listening to those true crime, part of you is always like, oh, you want the gory, you want, but this one, it was, you just wanted to empathize with with the girl. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was handled in a very respectful, dignified way. And I I know that this is not going to sound good, but I feel like the British do this so, so well, you know, the production. And I think it's a cultural thing, you know, that they don't they don't like like how in, in the U.S. they love to sort of like go all in and, you know, have the sensational music in the background and, you know, stuff like that. But then I think it is a cultural thing where the way that the British communicate is also so like, if you know, you know, almost. You know? And I think also, like, if I, the, I think why it hit me also a lot was because he said it from, he was a, he's a proper Alex, whatever his name is, a proper investigative journalist. Yeah. And so he was that on her side, you know, like he literally would try to give, he, he got experts involved. It was like you were saying, like with US stuff, they like to sensationalize big time. The yeah, tear jerker, all this stuff. This was yeah. very like like a docu- dry dry documentary, but it didn't need to be amped up and like made more salacious because it was just that nuts. Yeah, that, it was. But I do nuts. think that they did handle it respectfully, right? I think they were so careful to keep reiterating that this could happen to anyone, any one of us, you know. And I don't know. I think they were nice about it. They were good to Kira about it. Right there is like the question I want to start with. Right there. It's the most important question when you hear those kind of stories, scam, catfishing, whatever, even murder stories is like, would it happen to me? And part of me at some points, I was like, "Mm, yeah, that could happen to me. And then another part was like, girl, eight years of this, like you haven't seen him physically. And there were many red flags still. She kept saying, Sarah, that I wanted to leave over and over and over again. I I mean, I was listening to the podcast and to me, the thing that I walked away from was that she's too nice a person. Yeah. You know, that was the thing that I walked away from because I feel like I'm not that nice and that tolerant where I'd maybe like, okay, I'll, I'll stay. Okay, I'll continue to stay, you know? And she was, I think she was killed by her own kindness. It was, but she did lead the real Bobby guys. Sorry, another fact. That's no, true. but eight years of being in a relationship, love with on him, but she did see him. Well, she, she did her. meet the real person, and it was the real Bobby, 
at a night out at a health do. And- no, no, of course, Maryam. But eight years of China, being able to touch each other, not being able to hold hands, not being able to look into each other's eyes. And then side calls. He was always camera off. Yes, he was always camera off. I mean, she was always camera off. So yeah. for me, that was, I, I think it was the pity. It was the aspect of him being, it was the kindness or her being sick. She was getting her with that, like the drama, the sickness. She couldn't, she felt like she would be a bad person to just even suspect her in the slightest. And for me, that was really sad. But I still, I'm like, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if I would have fallen for it. I don't know if that length for me, because it was so long, it lasted for so long. And maybe the longer it lasted, the longer. And she said it. She didn't want to even question it because too late. You know, you know, Sarah, I'm just thinking about it and a little bit about what Miriam also said that, you know, if it was a stranger that you met online, I don't think that you'd have the patience with it. Right. I don't think I would. But because it was someone who was known to her in her community, maybe that was a factor in extending it to this ex- to this extent. And the other thing is that when you're Indian, and you tell your parents that huh, I'm in a relationship. Of, of course, I don't know how things are in Kirat's world, in her house. But when you're Indian and you tell your parents that you're in a relationship, that's it. That's your that's your final relationship. You're going to die with this person, you know? There's no dating. <laughs> yeah, there's no dating. So my favorite, even the fact that she told them that, look, I'm dating this guy, this Bobby guy. I feel like the fact that they accepted it and they were open to it. But that doesn't mean that she can break up with him, you know, and that she can just, that's it. No, he was too sick. I'm done, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like, and also, you know, not meeting him, not holding him, not telling him. I feel like part of her felt like, this is all speculation, okay? But from an Indian perspective, I feel like part of her must have felt that she was being a good girl, where she's in a relationship, but it's long distance. So it's kind of kosher, you know? There's no touching. There's no kissing. There's no, I, I don't know. Like it was romantic and kosher. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely the cultural aspect that comes into play. Like maybe if it was someone else and then from a different cultural background, they'd be like, no, I'm going to fly in to see you. But for her, it was kind of okay to have this long distance relationship. And she had committed. She signed what she told. Yeah. And her parents have sanctioned it. You know, siblings are okay with it. Everyone's like on board with it. This guy is a doctor. You know, let me stick it through until things get better. You can witness protection program like like that for me was at WTF. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this was pushing it too hard. Like, all right, you got married. Okay, married again. Or I, can, I think it was twice. And then he had a kid and then traveled and then sick and and then got shot. And then the point where it was like witness protection program, this is when I would have like dropped the ball. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what I also would think. But where I want to know more about this chick is... The web, like I need, you know, those like the beautiful mind, like kind of chart. Yeah. The mind map. So this girl who is head of her class has a corporate job with all this stuff. So she wasn't pretending to be one person, Bobby. So she also yeah. to be Bobby's ex-wife. She pretended to be Bobby's brother. She pretended to be this. So a friend and a nurse. She will face to face the only person that parent could speak to. What was the rabble? Yeah. So she had intel from both sides. So she knew what to dial up, what to dial down. What does she feel? Oh, yeah. She's like emotionally being manipulated. Like, 
imagine like I'm telling you, oh my God, I'm insecure about this or he's doing this. What should I do? So then she's like, oh shit. Okay. Bobby needs to. Oh, that's such a good point, Mariana. Let me dial it back. Let me be sweet now. Um, oh my God. I'm, I'm noticing that she's suddenly going out with her friends. Let me now be more toxic in that way. Let, yeah. me, let me be like, oh my God, there's a sudden emergency. I'm in ICU. I can't talk. I'm about to die. Like that happened many times. So that was like, this chick knew what works. Like she knows like, every, every string to pull. And Kirat was being attacked from the online world and from the real world, like from both sides, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, Kir- wow. like, Kiran was also doing her part in the real world of being like, he loves you, he loves you. Very good segue to the next question, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, but this girl is a fucking genius. Are we a little bit like in awe? <laughs> okay, so I DM'd Kate Casey and Heather McDonald and the people I listen to who usually cover stuff like this. I'm almost impressed with this girl. Like, this is impressive. Like, how does someone have a corporate finance, high stakes job, do all this stuff, have a social life, travel, everything, and you're playing 15 to 30 people at one time with different phone numbers, different voice stuff. Even yeah, because, you know, Facebook, they have this thing where they connect your accounts. So even if you sign up from a different email address, somehow they know that, oh, this is this person still. So how the hell did she pull the it phone number. So she must have had a lot of burner phones. Like burners, exactly. <laughs> uh, she's the CEO of Catfishers. She's that. She's a new master class. A master class. I know. Seriously. <laughs> And kind of in awe, like, I know it's bad. Yes, what she did was not right. She, like, well, would have been nice if it was, like, a week. That is a joke. Ha ha, got you. She did it for eight years. Too much. Awful. Horrible person. Evil, even. But, yes, like, all of what you're saying, the dialing up and down and the manipulation and being a patient, like, having to know all of these medical stuff and a, and a doctor and a patient and, a, like, a group of, like, all of these people... And also a controlling asshole boyfriend, which is like always on your case. What are you doing from morning to night? Do you know that the journalist actually mentioned? And I actually love that. I kind of felt a bit like, okay, so, so there is some kind of revenge on, on Simran because the journalist was saying something about this person who came forward and was with Simran at a club. And then Simran has said like, oh, I've got to go. I have a meeting. And then she sort of went out and then she was again on her laptop. Um, doing the Skype call and, you know, the journalist was saying, I kind of, I kind of makes me wonder that was it occupying her life as much as it was occupying Kirat's life as well, you know? And I was listening to that and I just like that one like sliver that the journalist handed me made me feel like, oh, so maybe, maybe she didn't have this amazing life that she was claiming to have. Maybe she was also completely consumed in this catfishing relationship. In a way, she like was also like self-punishing herself. I it made me kind of also like become obsessed with this Bobby character. Like, who is the real Bobby? And we didn't get a lot of insights on who the real Bobby is. I think it didn't interest you. I felt like who cares? It's just like you wanted to know what he looks like because he was the oh yeah story. And I was like, I'm gonna Google image to see. So what does he look like, Sarah? No idea. He's not nowhere to be found. I did my investigative work and wow. And I wonder if I'd be able to scrub myself from the internet. Yeah, very good points. Because once you do this stuff, you can't undo it. So Bobby's now someone. He's famous for the story. And he's kind of like, uh, 
without doing it on purpose or he's part of that trio. So I was also interested to know a little bit more about Bobby and what he looked like and what his life was like. And I felt bad for him too. And I didn't think we gave him enough, you know, light of how he was victimized by all of this. Oh, that's true. That's so true. But I feel like I wonder if he was victimized by it because for him, it was it was contained to two people, right? Simran embodied a whole group of characters, but it was just her. Mm-hmm. And then it was one person. So I, I wonder if it, I mean, I'm sure it did impact him, but in a like a major way, I don't, I wonder, you know? He used his images and his life and his, his picture. Oh my God, that's such a good point, Sarah, because even if it didn't outwardly have a major impact on me to know that someone used pictures from my life, my children's pictures to sort of pretend to be me. What a violation. Awful. What about like my child, my child? Oh my God. I was also wondering like if the whole thing from beginning to end, there are a lot of like shock factors in it. Obviously, Shocking one being the reveal of who the catfish was. Yeah. What for you guys was like, besides that, the most wow moment? I think I, well, of course, the, the Simran thing, like when we found, when I found out that it was Simran, I was walking in the passage of my um, building. You, everyone knows what they were doing that long. <laughs> so I was walking in the passage of my building, putting my son to sleep. And I literally have my headphones in and, you know, there are cameras in my building everywhere. And I'm walking with my jaw wide open on the floor. And I'm always conscious of the cameras. And so I was just, I just didn't care. I was so shit you know. And uh, so, of course, there was that. Um, and that's when I texted you guys and said, you guys have to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, but I think that the thing that I loved was when I, I, I found out that, you know, maybe Simran also was, you know, a victim of her own, like, making where she was as involved and as deeply. But the thing is, I don't know if it made her happy, if she liked it, because it, it was eight years, you know. So, I mean, who does something for eight years if they're not enjoying it, you know? Mm. For me, the most shocking part, I mean, that all of it is, but the most shocking one was the sex part. What sex part? They were having phones laughing on a regular basis. And it's her cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I think I missed this. Yeah, I mentioned it. And for, I was like, the, I mean, I, I don't understand how can someone do that. But having sex with your cousin female cut like it's just and i know in some cultures like in egypt cousins marry like fine whatever no but not in india not at all in india oh in egypt in, not in the sikh community <laughs> no it's <laughs> yeah, so all you marry their cousins all the time yeah, yeah but that's not the case in sikh yeah. and Hindus and stuff yeah so for me that was like the capital sin like you're having sex it's like you're getting into someone's intimacy in that way and you're their cousin. It's like, yeah. wow, uh, why did I miss this part? I feel like, did like they- there were so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they delivered in that British newscaster way. Yeah, I didn't make it salacious. Like you probably like were listening to one thing for two seconds and then you're like, 
Yeah, right. I kept I kept having to rewind on things during this thing. (laughs) One of the things that I did wonder is were they having sex when I when I finished the podcast? I I actually did wonder that that Mm -hmm. were they intimate and you know what were they doing? The other thing that I still don't understand, and I think that's a big question mark for me, is they when they were talking, Simran was just whispering, right? She was just whispering all the time. Yeah. How long does it take for that to just become the norm in your mind where you just stop questioning it, you know? And uh, yeah, the voice thing also was very confusing. Yeah. Like, because she has to do many voices, right? She spoke to different people and sometimes on the phone. So I was like, how does she do? There's apps like this one is sophisticated. I'm telling you, Masterclass. Yeah, but they didn't talk about the apps. Like, I know that there are apps from inventing Anna. (laughs) But um, they didn't mention it. I was expecting them to mention the apps. But do you think that seriously? Like, I always think that it must be so hard to cheat on your wife or your husband in 2023. Like, it must be so much more complicated. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's actually much easier because you can do that. Like, the catfishing and double. But do you think that you could fall for something like that? Like, if you were single today, and I know like requires some projection work, but you're single, ready to mingle, and you're meeting people online, Tinder app, like a Tinder dating app or whatever. And how long, like how much can you be cooled? I think that is something super interesting. And, you know, obviously could go down a whole other thing. It's just, I think I, I'm not experienced in dating because everyone I've been with has been my friend first. Um, yeah. But I think, from what I know of my friends who date, if there are dating strangers, everyone is already kind of lying and putting their best foot forward, their best face first. So I think like we all know, like everyone's kind of acting. Like I believe in the philosophy of you show you're crazy from day one. And if they stick around, it's their problem. You know, like I hate when people do a switcheroo on you. They pretend to be this way and then that way. So I have, I have no clue. Like, it's such a good point because I feel like I'm the type of person that will ease people into my crazy. So maybe I can. Yeah, I would totally do that. My philosophy is the opposite of yours, Mariam. My philosophy is lure them in with your normalcy and your coolness. And then once they're in and they're stuck and they're like committed to you, then you start showing them you're crazy. Show them you're crazy first or lure them in, which is I'm kind of in the middle. Like I, yeah, like I'm kind of lure them in type of person. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone like, you know, when we watch these uh, dating shows, I think I'm always just so curious as well. Like I like like what you just said, like how would like I wonder how I would be like I I finally finished uh, the ultimatum queer love or whatever. Did you guys think of it? So good. That are you? Oh, I have so many thoughts and feels about that as well. But anyway, like so I was like, if I am to go on a dating show, if I have to date like you we know how to be presentable. We know how to be like, I think I can be funny. They're all acting until like you can't act anymore because you're 24 seven on camera. But I don't know. It's just, I feel everyone plays a role. I feel like I am not susceptible to like that kind of bullshit. Like no one can tell me I am part of a witness protection program and I'll just... (laughs) What if I am? What if guys, what if I don't believe you? Like you might be. That's how bad. Like you might be and I'll be like, bullshit. What? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, it's 
good on her, Kira, to be that kind of wholesome, trusting, yeah, kind person. But I don't know, guys. Again, if someone is part of my community and we start talking, exactly. and you know, Kira was dating someone, she was like in a serious relationship for years while she was still talking to Bobby because Bobby came into her life via her cousin's ex-boyfriend who was Bobby's younger brother. How can a human being do this to someone? And it's someone you know. Like, what kind yeah. of thick, thick, thick shit is going on? You know what? That's such a good question. What do you guys think of Sinran? Like, Emma I mean, I need to meet her. I'm going to go like the motive. I, I, <laughs> I just feel like, why? Why? You know? Why? I think is the... I think she's, she was 16 when she started, which is crazy to me, 16. You're like prankster and you do it and then you end it. You know, you're like, and maybe she got caught into, maybe she liked it. And yeah. Fall in love with that whole life. She became it. It was real to her. And she was enjoying it as much as Simran was. That and level of control. She wasn't catfishing. She was living that love story genuinely. There, if that's the real deal, if, if a doctor analyzes her and they say she has dissociative, whatever, and then I will believe it. Okay. But there is something about like, to, to me, I get the vibes of sociopath rather than, yeah. rather than someone who's mentally ill and, you know, has multiple personality disorder. I wish I, the, why it bothers me so much again is because human, even though I think I've seen and heard it all, I'm still, I'm shook by this still. And it's not only someone, oh, someone that knows you. It's your fucking family. What? Like my cousin catfishing me for a decade, starting off as friends, starting off in this, like the layers. I don't know. Did you have time for that shit when you're 16? I don't even have time for that now. Like how... But I think like Shita was saying, she's probably like this nerd that was working really hard at school, working really hard for a career, but unhappy or like no social life. Well, number one, you know, to be head student in schools here is a big ass deal. It's like being like the president, but they don't really have student council. Like it's, she was the high, she's high achieving. Got amazing. Really, I really wonder why, like my biggest thing is just why, why did you do that for so many I feel like Kirat is a really nice person. And I don't know, maybe Simran is uh, gay, you know? You know how you start off by having a crush on your uh, cousin and then you read Doria. Yeah, you sort of say, hey, if there is one way in which that I could sort of have a relationship with her, it would be this. And well, this is a point. She's in the closet. I just feel like, I mean, it is all speculation because we, we don't even have an answer, but maybe we've got plausible scenarios there, like sociopath or dissociative, whatever, dissociative disorder, yeah. Or she's just in the closet gay and that was a way for her to live that gay life. But the thing is that she doesn't think, because if you if you listen to what uh, Kirat says, Kirat says that Simran absolutely did not think that she was hurting me. She felt like, I knew, like part of her felt like I knew and that we were both just playing along. Because how can you like sleep at night if 
you truly believe that you're making this person miserable. You don't, right? You sort of make up a story to tell yourself to make you feel better about yourself. And I think that maybe this is what Simran was saying to herself, that no, 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 we both kind of know we're just playing the game now, but we're both in love with each other. Oh, very interesting. Do you think that maybe Kira didn't know? She definitely 100% did not know. But do you think yeah. there's something in like subconscious where there's like an unspoken agreement of I'm not digging. I'm not going to insist on seeing you or asking you to open your Skype or. That's the part where it scares me is that it does not seem like a dumb person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. The blinders of someone from your community, someone that your family knows, someone, you know, like there were all these things that why would it, why, why wouldn't I trust this person? You know, but Kira did seem like a very kind person. And I feel like, I mean, I, I already said this, but I do feel like her kindness was her downfall. You know? 100%. I do feel that. That she was really sweet and really nice. And I'm being so in love with someone and they're dying. They're very sick. Yeah. Like all of your, like empathy is engaged. You can't help that person. You just want to help that. Like you love them and they're dying of, I don't know how many diseases Bobby had, but like he had so many different. Well, it's a secret because he was in witness protection, Sarah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Okay. Before I know, Sarah, you have a heart out. But one thing also, if we could please talk about um, the real Bobby, because there is a fucking Bobby that exists. And yeah, you know, like there is this major confrontation that seems like a fucking movie. Like, I saw it in my mind, this whole situation, <laughs> like, all this stuff. And so, I mean, he I, he hasn't um, gave consent to release his face, so I haven't been able to get a picture of him and stuff, because uh, he's a father at Elvis. But he did speak to the journalist. And yeah. it's just, how would you feel that someone has been pretending to be you for a decade and they had, like knowledge of you they used your baby's picture that you've posted they we talked about this Miriam what like bought baby clothes that she saw oh I know where that picture is from that like the yes. oh my god remember this one the the gift yeah that was brilliant so I mean what would you do like what if tomorrow like I get scared okay well, anyone can use you know like it has happened to probably some of our friends someone steals their account or they create another account on Facebook it's usually on Facebook and they feel a profile picture of someone you know. Actually, I just remember this incident of the baby. Like, she, like, Simran and Kirit chose a baby gift together. And she had a picture the next day or whatever with the baby in that wardrobe. Like that but outfit. Doesn't that give you more proof that, wow, I am in a relationship? Like, what? Wow. Yep, you that above and beyond. She was not a lazy catfisher. I'm like, <laughs> legend. Was not like she was an overachiever in this as well. I don't know. I'm traumatized for uh, Bobby's family as well because this yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was one of the things that we discussed actually, Miriam. Uh, and I was just thinking about like using my children's pictures. Like, what a violation, you know? What a violation of my personal. I mean, this is my this is my baby. You you can't you can't. Isn't there some sort of law that I would think in the first world country that you're not allowed to post other people's children without consent? Like, can she at least go to jail for that? Allegedly. 
That was yeah. a fucking factor. Yeah. The, you know, like you're, you're not allowed to post pictures of minors. Yeah. So lack I, of protection. Like you don't know it until it happens to you, right? The lack of how protected we are. It's pretty awful. All right. So we need to wrap up, unfortunately. But I just want to like maybe end with what have we learned from this, ladies? What advice do we have for little girls and like teenagers who are much more vulnerable to that kind of honestly for me my takeaway was that Kirat was too nice but I would hate to give this advice that don't be too nice because I know they're just kind there aren't kind people out there and we we need kind people you know maybe my advice would be to protect the kind people around you to to protect their innocence you know Mm. I think that would be mine because I feel like my husband says this way, you know, and that is like my number one job with him to protect his innocence and his optimism. And I just, I just wanted to keep it that way. Oh you know? So sweet. <laughs> with my cynicism, just shroud it. <laughs> it's, it is, it's a hard one. I don't know. It's, yeah, it is such a hard one to to have a takeaway from. So I don't want to say like, come on, you should have been smarter because you just don't know what. I mean, it could easily happen to any of us, you know, because it was such a slow burn. I mean, it would be like, remember back in the days in the 80s or 90s or whatever, uh, you could like call someone and pretend to be someone and that we used to spend <laughs> like a lot of time. Not is there a refrigerator running? Why don't you go cast? Exactly. Doing shit like that. It was so easy to fool people. I feel like the harder it gets. You know, I, I, I think the, the one question that I do have is that she was only talking to Simran about Bobby. She seems like someone who has a lot of friends and a lot of close. Like, I feel like she seemed like somebody would have a very tight tribe because of how wonderful she is. Yeah. So I'm going to send you guys uh, another link. Yeah. And Clara speaking to her ex friends who have a podcast yeah a long time and what they isolated her Simran allegedly made her isolated oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. lost all her friends because she was consumed she lost yes, weight yes yes you're right so send me the link and i'll include it in the show notes also i think um, this is it this is the advice it's not about the catfishing it's about if even bobby was fucking real the way that he treated her and isolated her and kind of like he stripped her from everything. Friends, job, he made her so weak and vulnerable. Like even yeah. if a person was real girl, like that, that is something that you should always stay away from. So add on to that, I think that's important in any relationship. And like I have different kinds of friends and people in my life and I cannot live without them. And if everybody is saying the same thing, yeah. Maybe you're not seeing what they're seeing. Like, not everybody can be wrong. So, I would say gossip. Talk about your relationship to other people. <laughs> because yeah. when you start hiding stuff, like, you know, then isolating you, there's no one in your real life to call you out on it. Especially you're right. in the phone. They're, like, not even face-to-face. Yeah. You're right. You know, when you start having to hide things about your partner, I mean, you want to project them in the best light possible always. But when you see that you're hiding more than you're talking, I think that alone is is a starting point that we should be more wary of, you know? Wow. Words of wisdom. How did we land there? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. I think that wraps up our second episode. That was good. Thank you guys again for joining us on Who Are We to Judge? Um, our judgment come with lots of love. Today was lots of eye-opening things, lots of um, red flags, uh, lots of wise words, um, just for us to all be faith and to be kind and to protect the ones who are kind and not yeah. take advantage of in this world. I think that's the biggest outcome. And I'm going to stick to it. Gossip and talk to people. Find out about your man. <laughs> awesome. Ask, ask, find out about ex-girl for everything. Yeah. It oh, won't let mind. anyone cut you off from your friends and family. This would have ha- never happened if it was Auntie Seema's pick. Go with Auntie Seema. <laughs> Go with <laughs> She, Akirat would be like, she would make one call. Akirat would be like, we eat him yet. And Seema Auntie would be like, well, you are only going to get 60%, okay? <laughs> so be happy with the fact that you're even hearing him whisper. <laughs> I want to be the picky movie, Kira, and she goes lower. <laughs> you, why are you complaining? You're 40 years old. <laughs> you should be happy. You are not the one to be complaining now. Kira <laughs> is a very nice girl. But I mean, she wants to see him, hear him. What is all this? She will take Kira's picture to the face reader. And he'll be like, she will have lots of heartbreak for 10 years. No, I will. <laughs> He's going to look at the picture and be like, this girl is being catfish to me. <laughs> I would love to hear him say catfish. Thank you, ladies. Bye, Betta. So much. Love you guys.